The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Salutations, fun seekers. This is What's the Fun in That? The podcast where we discuss our passion for games and we try to tell you about the innovation and fun in them. I'm your host, Quincy, gamer tagging it as Cabin Vice on Xbox, PlayStation, Twitch, and Steam. This special episode, we are going to discuss Mass Effect, the ambitious groundbreaking sci-fi RPG trilogy from Bioware. The series of Mass Effect resonated with so many people. It evokes many feelings from gamers, both good and bad. We face extinction. A rogue soldier leads an unstoppable force across the galaxy. And only you stand in his way. still brings out a very loud and angry response from many gamers but many games would love to elicit such a response from people because to get to that extreme you have to come from the opposite end because the mass effect games in general are loved the games touch on many stories themes and ideas that resonated with so many people the games features one of the most cherished cast in gaming the game puts you in many memorable scenarios you are often faced with interesting choices. In Mass Effect 1, my personal favorite of the trilogy, the janky and stiff combat, the cumbersome inventory management system, the Mako is really fellowly, it doesn't control that well, and the pacing can be a bit off. And it is often maligned, but there's a small minority like myself that will defend the honor because it did so many things incredibly well. It starts with the jump from Xbox to Xbox 360. It was the start of a growing up for RPGs from the previous generations, going from walls of text to flashy presentations, cinematography and dialogue, going from reading and using your imagination to spark the mystery and wonder to a full visual realization of settings, worlds, characters and environments. Mass Effect 1 served as a bridge, so the first still benefited from the sense of mystery and wonder. That sense rhymed with the exploring a familiar yet unknown universe, the discovery of new aliens, and the storytelling of finding humanity's place in the galaxy. It was often a low-intensity affair, the music is often though subtle, and that helped give a sense of isolation and desperation and wonder in the large universe, because humanity was not the big dog, and was often at odds with the other alien species. That's where the player character, Commander Shepard, comes in. Becoming a Spectre was a big deal. It would help humanity establish a power presence within the galaxy to command respect from its fellow species. As a Spectre, you are tasked with hunting down Saren and his ship Sovereign. 
you pick up many companions along the way because they also have a connection to Sovereign. Most notable, Liara, whose mother is Matriarch Benezia. She worked under Saren. The confrontation with Benezia leads to a very harrowing conversation about Saren, Sovereign, and indoctrination. You must listen. Saren still whispers in my mind. I can fight his compulsions briefly, but the indoctrination is strong. People are not themselves around Saren. You come to idolize him, worship him. You would do anything for him. The key is Sovereign, his flagship. It is a dreadnought of incredible size and its power is extraordinary. Thoughts echo strangely within Sovereign. Its rooms are built at unsettling angles. The longer you stay aboard, the more Saren's will seems correct. You sit at his feet and smile as his words pour into you. It is subtle at first. I thought I was strong enough to resist. Instead, I became a willing tool, eager to serve. You have to stop me. I, I can't. His teeth are at my ear. Fingers on my spine. You sh you should. Saren, the central bad guy, has a vendetta against humanity due to his brother's death. You track him down, you are following him from planet to planet with a very memorable confrontation in Varmire and an also an incredible final confrontation, which leads you to help S Saren fight off Sovereign's indoctrination and free himself. I suppose I should thank you, Shepard. After Vermeer, I couldn't stop thinking about what you said. About Sovereign manipulating me. About indoctrination. Join us, and Sovereign will find a place for you, too. The Reapers are too powerful. Some part of you must still realize this is wrong. You can fight this. Maybe you're right. Maybe there is still a chance for... The implants. Sovereign is too strong. I'm sorry. It is too late for me. It's not over yet. You can still redeem yourself. Sovereign. A cool twist that instead of being just Saren's dreadnought, you come to find out that it is an actual Reaper. This conversation with Saren on Vermeer is one of the highlights not just in Mass Effect but as in gaming in general to me. There's a realm of existence so far beyond your own you cannot even imagine it. I am beyond your comprehension. I am Sovereign. Creatures of blood and flesh. You touch my mind, fumbling in ignorance, incapable of understanding. And so the first game ends with a thrilling conclusion. This brings us to Mass Effect 2. We're at war. No one wants to admit it, but humanity is under attack. One very specific man might be all that stands between humanity and the greatest threat of our brief existence. Shepard! The 
Reapers are still out there. If we lose Shepard, humanity might well follow. I will show you true power. We need a leader. And surround them with the brightest, the toughest, the deadliest allies we can find. Allie! Take the fight to the Collectors in person. Looking forward to the action. Attacking the Collectors would require passing through the Omega-4 relay. No ship has ever returned from doing so. The team will have to be strong. Their resolve unquestionable. This brings us to Mass Effect 2. In Mass Effect 2, it's a Bioware being purchased by Electronic Arts, and then they proceed to turn the volume to 11. They sought to correct many of their preceded shortcomings with the first game and dial it up. There was no more Mako. Combat has been upgraded. It now rivaled the standard bearers of the cover shooter genre like Gears of War. Not only did they up the, com uh, the combat, they also dialed up the emotional resonance with the characters. There were no more work associates. It was more like the Normandy had become the best frat house in space. The companions also jumped the number. You are now having 12 total companions with the DLC characters. And most of the missions that you are now partook focused on the companions. And so it helped build that relationship. It helped build that bond. This took it from the first one being more like a Bad Boys 1 to a bombastic bomb Bad Boys 2, complete with the Michael Bay explosions and everything. Seriously, go check out how many missions end on the second game with something blow it up, blowing up. And so the main plot kind of took up a backseat to focus more on the companions, but that's why you're here. That is why the game series has become so legendary. It's the constant Chewing camera the angles of Miranda's ass opposed to Jack's suspenders it wasn't coverings. Not really. But clearly it, it was a cool a dynamic between those two to illustrate the possibilities and also the evils of Cerebus, respectively. Then it was also the helping the new Krogan companion Grunt fulfill his rites of passage. It was each companion was there to help flesh out the world more. Would it be to give a better understanding of that species culture or something like the religions of that species or the politics of the, the people? And it provided amazing context to the, this wonderful world. And there were two notable standouts. The first is Tali from the first game. And you get a great deep dive into Tali with her loyalty mission. You get a great deep dive with the Quarians. Coming from the first game, the Quarians are pretty mysterious. They're largely absent in mass from the first game. And so Tali's loyalty mission, it gives her more of the personal story for Tali. It gives her her family story. You get the Quarian social structure and politics. 
and you also get to tell off those damn admirals. Tally saved me. She doesn't deserve to be exiled. Damn straight. Tally's done more for this fleet than you assholes ever will. And also, you came from the first game. You totally did not like the get the synthetic species. They were the main cannon fodder enemy in the first game. Some Geth also worshipped Reapers, and they were the enemy of the quarry. So you did not favor them coming into this game. But then came Legion. His innocence, his fresh perspective, it totally changed how you think and feel about the Geth. It was an exceptional addition to the cast of characters. So you recruit all of these cool characters, you bond with them, you see their lives, their struggles, and then you take them on this wild suicide mission. And whoa boy, it doesn't really work. Well, we can overlook why it doesn't work technically, but it was a phenomenal conclusion. They made you feel like all of your actions prior really had an effect on the outcome of this mission because one false move and that teammate whose loyalty that you did not secure will probably take a missile to the face in the final mission and it's these themes of friendship and camaraderie that help the game excel and reach peaks that few games reach there's a lot of people back on earth dying while we gather our strength they're wondering if we're ever coming back Friends, family, parents, and children. This isn't their fight, but they're buying us time with their lives. We need to stand together. The Reapers won't stop at Earth. They'll destroy every organic being in the galaxy if we don't find a way to stop them. Alliances. Gather everything and everybody you can. Don't interfere with my plan, Shepard. I won't harm you again. Go to hell. Each of you needs to be willing to die. Anything less, and you're already dead. Even the third one, and we're going to conclude with the third one, because Bioware as a company was going through many changes. A key executive, writers, producers had left the company, and so they sought to try to, again, up the ante, but also reintroduce some RPG elements back into the game that were in the first game, but did not make the second game. And so they were also going to try to maintain what worked with the second game and keep everything going. And... There's the ending for Mass Effect 3. We're going to skip over the ending. I'm sure you can Google Mass Effect 3 ending, put it in YouTube, and you can see a hundred angry posts about why it didn't work. 
we're not going to discuss that here. I will say that one of the biggest potential pieces of the story was sold as an add-on. If you came from Mass Effect 1, you would see how large the proteins hung over the entire game series, over the Mass Effect universe in general. And the last remaining protein was relegated to a DLC character. So you can see how this was very troubling. It's like you would miss out on so much content and so much additional commentary that provided more context and also subvert some of the ideas that you had come to understood within the universe. But they locked that character behind DLC. And, you know, it kind of sucked that some people may have missed out on a great addition to the game. Even without getting the DLC character, you were still in for some of the best moments in the series. We're going to focus on a few of those moments, like visiting the Asari homeworld of Thessia. What are we looking at here? A primitive rendition of the goddess Athene. She's speaking to her ancient Asari followers. I don't think this is the artifact. Another one of your myths that somehow looks Prothean. What you're implying, it's staggering. We were here in the beginning. Watching you grow, a theme was us. I believe we are missing something. With Javik and Liara, it was an emotional thrill ride that managed to surprise. Even when the series is on its final legs, it still managed to provide that surprise. That mission on Thessio was a stake in the heart. It was hard to take. It was like Empire Strikes Back, or it was like Thanos getting the Infinity Stones. It shook the crew, it shook Shepard, it showed you the monumental task that was ahead of Shepard and the crew, that it was not going to be easy. Another great moment was going to T'Chanka. It wraps up so many storylines involving Kroger's and Morden and also the Salarians. And so you help cure the genophage and it features some of my favorite moments. It wraps up some of the stories from some of my favorite characters. Morden, no! Shepard, please, need to do this. My project, my work, my cure, my responsibility. Would have liked to see how it ends. I'm sure you'll be fine without me. I'm sorry. I'm not. Had to be. Someone else might have gotten it wrong. These moments, these characters, and few games are preached. Yes, the ending to 3 still stings, but the third game as a whole, seeing so many of the storylines conclude, come to a satisfying end on some fronts. And the Citadel DLC is one of the most refilling and satisfying DLCs I've played. So prior to the main mission in London, you get the thrilling conclusion to many satisfying storylines. And that's where I think the value in 3 comes in. It is seeing those storylines come to that conclusion, bonding with those characters, and saying your final farewells before the ending. And so, I still listen to the Goofy Commander songs. I still laugh at the countless names. And this is my favorite story on the side. aimed for the stars, and what we were given is still a ride to this day. They built a universe that resonated with people. And I think that fact should be celebrated. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a special edition of What's the Fun in That? All right, people, it's been fun. I brought a prayer book. Commander, would you care to join me? Kalahira, this one's heart is pure. 
but beset by wickedness and contention. Guide this one to where the traveler never tires, the lover never leaves, the hungry never starve. Guide this one, Galahira, and he will be a companion to you as he was to me. the show want a specific topic comment show or movie discuss supporting the south congress podcast on patreon allows you to dictate the conversation visit patreon.com slash seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show 